Daddy Squared. Gay Dads Save the World. A daily dose of gay dads on the front lines of the global pandemic. With Alex McGann and Jan Dick. Hello, I'm Alex. I'm Jan. And we're Daddy Squared. We are. <laughs> Welcome to this... Um, Day four. Uh, yes, uh, uh, podcast extra between season three and season four. What is this podcast extra, Alex? Please explain Oh, to us. well, every day we're calling one gay dad who is an essential worker. We're going to hear how their lives have been changed by the pandemic and how they're going through this and what they do to help during this incredibly difficult time. Today and tomorrow we have a, a couple, which, which is something that it's really interesting. What is, what's happening in the house where both... Uh, parents are working our essential essential workers so today we have uh, David Rosales he's uh, from New York City he runs the COVID command center for visiting nurse services yeah that's pretty awesome when you think of just what the description is yeah but wait till you hear him yeah wait um, b- before we call him I just want to share something that I was pretty much ashamed of until I decided pretty much five minutes ago that I'm going to share with everybody just to Uh, let it out there. Are you ready? I, I, I don't know. So I'm, I'm, we're, we're giving our kids much, much more iPad time. Oh, that. Much more iPad yeah. time. And I think that I'm, I'm guilty because something in that, uh, in giving them the iPad time and just leave us alone for, for a few hours. Yeah. And uh, yes, hours. It's because we're, we're, over the top overwhelmed with uh, with being with them 24/7. Well, we have twin and, and we have twin four-year-old kids and, and No, I'm not trying to justify that. Oh, I'm oh, just I was I'm, try I'm to not justify No, it. don't because I feel that I I have to apologize for this and I'm sorry guys but I'm just I'm losing my mind. Why are you apologizing to them? I'm <laughs> No, I'm I'm sorry can, for not sorry not sorry, okay? You yeah, we give them we give them iPad time. You can apologize to the kids to our kids of the future if you want to. Yes. I have to tell you something. I'll, I'll prepare an apology, you know. I am worried about um too much screen time to some extent, but I have to tell you something. I've been kind of amazed by what our kids do with their iPads even without our guidance and direction. It would be one thing if it was just agonizing crap but they do some things that I find really um, exciting and interesting and yesterday I spent half an hour on uh, teaching Ben how to build the playlist on Spotify right well I don't think that, that that's such a bad thing I mean I look I agree that it's something that we have to uh, sort of keep some level of control over but desperate times call for desperate measures and uh, these are desperate measures. As is the cake that I ate this morning. Uh, thank God you're doing cardio. <laughs> As if. As if it helps. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, you do 20 minutes of cardio and that's about two bites of cake. So I think I'm doing fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let's go with the, to the interview with David. If you guys have any comments or you would like to share with us, please write to us at hello at daddysqr.com. How are you guys? Oh, you know. We're, we're good. <laughs> we're doing our thing. Thank you so much for doing this with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. No problem. Happy to. So what we, we would like to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about the work you do and how it's uh-huh. changed during this, you know, crazy pandemic. Yeah. So um, I'm in healthcare, but I'm not a clinician. Um, I'm a 
I work in strategy. I'm the chief strategy officer for a home health care organization here in New York called the Visiting Nurse Service of New York. Wow. Um, and we're the, the largest nonprofit um, home home care, home and community-based care organization in the country. And we serve New York City. And uh, we do what it sounds like, which we send uh, we send nurses and therapists and home health aides into people's homes and provide care in homes for 44,000 people a day. Um, and uh, I think... You know, I'm usually the guy who's uh, thinking about the future and thinking about growth, and you know that's kind of the strategy guy's job. But um, I think with the COVID crisis, I have um, I'm I'm helping to run our command center and during the emergency, and um, and I've been focused on a lot of things. One of which has been, uh, uh, you know, given how hard we've been hit here in New York City and how quickly um, the virus spread in New York City, there's been a real shortage of protective equipment for our staff, which is, you know, has been in the news everywhere. And sure. it's something that hospitals are facing, but it's something that any, all health organizations are facing. So I've been spending a lot of my time kind of in emergency mode, working with state and, you know, city government and private sources to get our staff the, the P, what's called PPE, the personal protect, protective equipment they need to be safe. So, you know, it's been, it's thrown my work life into, you know, into, um, into chaos, but it's been, it's been exciting too, because we've had some major breakthroughs. We were able to get an emergency shipment of the specific type of PPE that we need to care for COVID positive patients in their homes, which we weren't able to do for the first couple weeks of the crisis because we didn't have uh, what we needed. And what that allowed us to do was really kind of, you know, rally our, our workforce, protect them. And, and now we are, we're playing, a you know, we're on the front lines of the crisis. We're helping these hospitals that are overwhelmed discharge patients home earlier. And so that we can then, we can then care for them at home and that frees up precious hospital beds and, uh, and, you know, ventilators. So, you know, so my my life my life went from kind of you know PowerPoint charts to uh, you know emergency calls with city and state officials to you know negotiate the number of face shields that uh, we could get to our staff. Are you do you have you actually been in contact with private corporations too, trying to sort mm-hmm. of convince yeah. them to yeah, do we're both, things? Yeah, both, both. So we so a lot of my time has been spent working with the government channels, but we've also have a whole team focused on all the private channels. And so following every lead that we get, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's, there's, there's organizations donating PPE. There's, right. there's new supplies coming from China. So we have a whole team that's focused on following up on every lead and in that way as well. So kind of both. Yeah. Do you do everything from home? Our situation at home, we are lucky in many ways. So, my husband and I are both healthcare, kind of essential healthcare workers. He's a physician uh, at a local hospital, and actually, our our best friend is a, also a physician at, in, in an emergency room. And so, kind of the three of us needed to continue working. So our nanny, who normally takes care of the some variety of the three of them, um, so we have three-year-old twins, and our best friend has a one-year-old, a baby, and uh, so she has continued to come like during the day, Monday to Friday. And then some friends of ours left their apartment. They left town for the quarantine. And so I've been using, we've been using kind of our friend's apartment as like a work. I've been using that as like my work space. How how does your... We're lucky in that, yeah. 
your nanny um, comes and goes every day, and mm-hmm. I yep. assume it's a she. I shouldn't assume that, but I'm going to assume it's a she. Um, it's a she. It's a she. Yeah, her name is Malika, and, and uh, she's and, been she's been our hero uh, this whole time. I mean, she's she's been holding on the fort here. She comes, um, you know. She still takes the subway. We've we've she takes you know she wears a mask and right. the subways have been, have been pretty empty. Um, we you know we had a very serious conversation with her when this all started to happen, and we obviously made it very clear to her that you know we would continue to pay her no matter what, and her continuing to come here was entirely optional and, and it was up to her and kind of what she wanted. And she right. felt really strongly that she, she wanted to keep coming. Uh, she, she feels like taking care of these kids is kind of like an important thing for her to do right now. And well, anyway, she's, she's, I mean, look, she's kind of part of our, our team. She, so to speak. Right. I was going to say she's, she's essentially an essential worker in that you're yeah. an essential worker and you will have an infinitely more difficult time doing what you're doing and your husband and your friend right. uh, if she's right. not helping with the kids. I mean, this is the That's kind right. of knock on effect of what's happening yes. in, in so yes. much, so much work. Uh, yeah. People like yeah. me who work for movie companies are the only ones that truly don't qualify (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean in fact new york city has actually set up emergency child care um facilities all over the city that are specifically for children of essential workers and essential healthcare workers so um many of our like for example our home health aides who are um who you know go into people's homes and support very frail elderly people um with you know getting out of bed and feeding them they have kids of their own. And so, you know, there is, it's, it's sort of unspoken, but there is this secondary set of essential workers right. that are really kind of enabling child care for um, frontline essential workers. Yeah. Right. You mentioned you have twins. So uh, can you tell us briefly, is it surrogacy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Surrogacy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. We had the help of a wonderful surrogate. Um, Did you do the yeah. one of each or was it, uh, was it planned? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That's what yeah. we did. That's what we did. Um, yeah. yeah. And so they're three years old. And how? Yeah. A, a boy, two boys, boy and a girl. What you got? A boy and a girl. A boy and a girl. Didi and Zeke. Um, Ooh, Zeke is a good uh, male. Didi, Didi is the girl and Zeke um, is the boy. Zeke, yeah. it sounds like he uh, should be wearing a cowboy hat all the time. I don't know if he does, <laughs> but he should. Um, and don't tell me you don't have one because I know you do. Um, but uh, so so, uh, how are they handling the, uh, you know, I mean, they have their nanny, which is great. And I guess they had not started yeah. being in school or had they when this thing They started? were in preschool. They were in preschool. So they were, the, 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 the prior, prior to COVID, the arrangement was, Malika took care of uh, the other, the third child, uh, the baby, um, during the day, and then she would pick up our kids from school at three, and she'd have all three kids, like you know, from three to six thirty. Got it. So, so anyway, so now she has all three kids all day. Right. Um, What's she doing with them? Uh, if you saw my apart, our apartment right now, you would. It I basically <laughs> is every inch is covered, every inch of wall space is covered in these huge like art projects right. that they have been doing are like it's our house has become a art project museum. <laughs> you know, she, she does that. She, um, you know, she takes them to the roof of our building. Uh, she keeps them occupied. She cooks with them. And when we're at home with them on the weekends, God knows they watch tons of TV, but she doesn't do much of that actually. So, 
you know, that's why I'm saying she is our hero because I, <laughs> I don't think I could do what she's, right. totally. what she's doing right now. Yeah. Understood. But they're doing okay. They're, you know, they, they obviously are, you know, kids, kids pick up on everything. Right. And they know that they know that this isn't, they know that this isn't business as usual. Right. Right. Um, but they're, you know, and so they show their own little signs of distress in their own ways. And we try to, we try to adapt and, give them more TLC. And, sure. and I think we, we've, we've just tried to be really honest with them about what's going on. I mean, um, Eli, my husband, he, uh, early on, uh, got sick and was positive. He was uh, tested positive. And so oh. he had to self quarantine for two weeks. He fortunately had a very mild case. He was right. just like, it was like as if they had the flu. And so it was just me, um, uh, for a couple of weekends. And then, you know, Malika was coming you know, we go by dad and daddy. And so dad was gone for two weeks because uh, he yeah. was sick and because of the germs. And, you know, they just, we just sort of told them the truth and they were, you know, they were like, okay, so he'll come back <laughs> when he's better. And, right. and he did. So well, that's tell funny. us, tell yeah. us three things we have to, uh, to wrap up. So uh, let, tell us uh, three positive things that came out during this time for you. I think in crisis, you see the best people and worst of people. And I think I've seen more of the best in people. Um, so at work and at home, um, I think that's one, that's one thing I think to see the resilience of these kids and how they just are so adaptable to what is a crazy situation has been really positive. Um, and, um, you know, I think that like all of the, all of our new ways of connecting during, during this time and the fact that I'm, I'm talking on the phone and FaceTiming more than I ever did with my friends, hopefully that's something that that's a that's a, that's something that sticks with us afterwards. Right. And listen, no doubt, just the very statement you made about doing less PowerPoint can only be a positive. It can yeah, only be yes, a good thing. Exactly. All right. Here's your spin. Here's exactly. your spin question, and this is in designed to shame you in the worst possible way. Um, okay. What meal have you been the most ashamed of during the last week? And we want Oh, there details. was a meal. Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I said we want, we want details. Answer. We want to know what's in it. Yeah. I mean, there was a... So when Eli was in quarantine, uh, I was... And that, that weekend was a crazy weekend for me because also, like, at work, things were exploding. And I, you know... So, like, uh, there was a meal where I just basically took... I opened up the freezer and I took tater tots and fish sticks and stuck them in the toaster... And like, and when that toaster went off, I put that those on plates and with like a big dollop of ketchup and gave it to these kids watching, like sitting there watching Paw Patrol. I think it was the low point in their culinary oh, <laughs> We're We're only Just laughing because... Fried matter. We're, we're only <laughs> laughing because that's been our Monday through Friday. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, you know, now I feel like we're going to have to make Chateaubriand for dinner tonight to make up for it. <laughs> David, thank you so much thank for you so sharing. Much. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks bye for bye. Thank you. Nice. Bye bye.